It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Introducing the Corner Booth, a football podcast covering the latest trends and news in college football and the NFL. Here are your hosts, Jared and Mark. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corner Booth Podcast. I am your amazing host, Mr. Jared Clem. Great show today. We're talking NBA playoffs. We have my top 10 favorite fan bases because Colin Coward released his and I got some big beef with it. Um, we also have Leonard Fournette getting arrested. Richard Mendenhall calls a former st- uh, current Steeler player racist. Take a guess. And... We have more on college football, Kemba Walker, and the whole Bleacher Report article, which I thought was amazing. Uh, and also, oh yeah, this Kevin guy just showed up in the studio. We don't know where the hell he came from. Yeah, sorry, I heard Mark was going to be here because he doesn't care about this, so I just kind of showed up. I was like, yeah. Oh. To be fair, Mark gave me a good enough heads up this time. He told me at eight o'clock, at like 11 o'clock this morning he couldn't make it. So I'm kidding, Mark. We love you. I told like you not replaceable. Teacher. Kevin's just that perfect alternate when you can't, when either of us can make it. I'm like a substitute teacher. I, I know exactly. Pretty your power, but you know, I just kind of fill in, put out a video, and sit there. Yeah, you're here. So I mean, like, I was hoping like you're like our, you're like our Nick Wright or Doug Gottlieb when like or like uh, Joy Taylor back when they had Leahy and uh, Cowherd on the herd. You're like the replacement when one of them's on vacation. So glad you didn't try to compare me to Brian Windhorst. Listen, I wouldn't compare you to Brian Windbag ever. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm not that fat. I mean, aren't you taller than him, too? Maybe. I mean, I love my boy Chris Broussard, but, like, you're he, you're more like Broussard than Windhorst. Even though I respect Windhorst's reporting, I just can't stand his voice. Can't stand that he's famous because he's LeBron's friend. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's actually friends with LeBron. That's why he's famous. They went to high school together, and he followed LeBron and became the LeBron whisperer. <laughs> That's literally how he became famous. Never mind then. All right, now he doesn't even work for uh, ESPN anymore, which cracked me up. All right, so first off, NBA playoffs start Saturday. We have our brackets up. Um, we'll go down quickly. In the East, number one seed Golden State Warriors, two seed Denver Nuggets, three That's seed the Portland. West. What? West, shut up. Four, four Houston, five Utah, six Oklahoma City, seven San Antonio, and eight LA Clippers. In the East. There we go. I thought you said Weast. <laughs> the 18th SpongeBob reference we've made on this podcast since it started, probably. Uh, one Milwaukee, two Toronto, three Philly, four Boston, five Indianapolis, six Brooklyn, seven Orlando, and eight Detroit. 
Motor City represent. All right, here we go. So in the E, we're gonna go uh, game matchup by matchup, and we're uh, gonna say our predictions for the first rounds. We're not gonna do se- second and third rounds because I mean we can. I don't know. We have all the time in the world. Fuck it. All right. So first off in the West, Golden State, uh, LA Clippers. I have Clipper. I have the um. Warriors whooping them four to one. I think that they're going to take a game off somewhere in the series, and the Clippers are going to get a win because they're a solid team. Doc Rivers coaches them. Coaching can get you something. I got four to one. Golden State moves on. What do you got? I got the same thing. I my logic was the same too. I'm like Golden State's too good to lose to the Clippers, no regardless of how well they did this year. But Golden State still takes off a game every series, so I think that they're going to take a game off. LA's going to steal one, and then Golden State's going to cruise. All right, next up, we have Houston, Utah. I have Houston winning 4-2. to two. I think Donovan Mitchell is good enough to get them to win two games. I just – it's just too much firepower with Houston. They're built for uh, the the playoffs. What do you got? Get your brooms out, boys. I got a sweep. Ooh, you got Houston. a sweep. You're Hello. really on the Houston train right now. I think Houston's pissed after last year's conference Oh, line. they got screwed last year. They're Well, they didn't get screwed. They just missed. Well, like, they, they will, no, they, they got screwed by their own shooting. That's what yeah. I mean. So I think goal, I think Houston's coming out with something to prove, kind of like Virginia this year. Yeah. They want to win. They want to win bad, I think, 4-0 Houston. All right, next up, Portland and Oklahoma City. This is where I got my first upset. I have Oklahoma City taking this 4-2. to two. I think that Russ is on a fucking mission. One, he's one of his good friends, Nipsey Hussle, just passed away a couple uh, about a month, a, less than a month ago, a couple weeks, actually, in two weeks, and doesn't feel like that much. Oh, it's actually been holy shit. It's only been a week and a half. Anyway, Nipsey Hussle's been gone for about his, and Russ has just been a different animal since he passed away. The Thunder have just been a better team in the past couple weeks. They're coming in hot. I like them. I just think Portland kind of just they're a deep team. But I just think there's too much star power on Oklahoma City. I think Russ is a little tired of hearing that he can't win. So I got. Oklahoma City winning 4-2. I just I see them overpowering the uh, Blazers. I I have OKC 4-2 as well. I think Portland's three because they had they had um a great game. they see. had McCollum and then Nurkic. I think that was a powerful team. But then as the season went on, they lost Nurkic for the year a couple weeks ago. I think they shouldn't be – not shouldn't. They wouldn't be a three seed without Nurkic. They hung on to the three so, seed by their nards. Let's put it that way. So I think that OKC is just going to four to them. All right. Next up, we have Denver and San, San Antonio. I have this being semi-close, but I have Denver taking it four to two. I just think um, – it's, it's probably going to be one of those series where, like, it's one, 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 and then Denver wins two straight or something like that. I just Denver's a much better team than San Antonio. I just don't think Pops got it this year. I think once Tim Duncan was gone, it was kind of over. Um, this isn't the same San Antonio team. DeMar, um, what is it? DeMar DeRozan isn't the same as Kawhi Leonard. I think they're going to put up a fight. I just, you know, they are the seventh seed for a reason. Denver's just a deep team, plays good defense. They have probably arguably a top, they have an, a top five no argument center in the league in Jokic. I just. I think I I mean different story in the next, when they get to the next round, but at least for now Denver takes this one. I agree with you to a point. I think Denver is going to take it, but I have it going to seven games. Really? Even even though San Antonio is not as good a team, they still have Demar Derozan who can ball out, and I think that Pop's 
experience in coaching the playoffs is going to help them put up a solid fight, and I think it's going to go down to the wire. All righty. All right, in the East, we're going to do the second round next, but we'll do a do quick East East rounds. Eastern Conference, 1-8, Milwaukee. I have them sweet, with the first sweep in my bracket. Uh, I have them absolutely laying bricks on uh, – I mean, uh, that's the wrong word for basketball. I have them laying out the <laughs> Detroit Pistons, 4-0, 4-zip, sweeping those rooms hard because <clears throat> the Bucs are just a superior team. What do you got? I got a sweep, too. I think you're going to be hard-pressed to stop Giannis. I think that Eric Bledsoe is having a great he, year. That's why I got that massive I love, I love the Bledsoe-Giannis combo. It just it just, it just, it just, just fun to watch. I'm excited to watch them play next on Saturday. It's hard to stop, and I, that's why I think I Detroit squeaked into the playoffs. I'm so actually going to watch a lot of playoff basketball this year, and that's something I haven't said in years. I had several gonna, Minnesota last year. I'm going to try to, but if class is getting in the way. Well, I graduate college. Just in case my dad's listening, I'm going to skip all my classes to watch these games. There you go. <laughs> Big Steve. All right, here we go. All right, next uh, next up was we have the – speaking of uh, Boston area, we have Boston and Indiana – Indiana somehow survives and makes the playoffs without Victor Oladipo the entire year. Um, I just have Boston 4-1. I just I can't against good conscience give anything more to Indiana. I just think they if they have Victor Oladipo, I think this is going seven. But they're just it's just there's too much on Boston's side. But losing Marcus Smart for the first two rounds that could make rough. this interesting. Yeah, it's rough. I um I have Boston 4-2. Even though they lost Victor Oladipo early in the year, I think Indiana's still a solid squad. I think Boston will win convincingly and without much of a doubt at all. They'll win handedly. Yeah. But I still think they might they could drop two against this squad. You're gonna love the next matchup. The number three seed seventy six versus the six seed Brooklyn Nets. I have the Brooklyn Nets taking it in six. Oh. I Oh, wait, did I have it in seven? I might have it in seven. I did have it in seven. I had – and I just love the young, aggressive, team-based basketball they play. It's fun to watch. It's just creative. And also, I am a huge D'Angelo Russell fan. So I am loving this. And also, to see Jimmy Butler get kicked out in the first round again would make me so happy. Um, I hate that fucker. Um, I'm no, really? Um, Whoa. Oh, that's, eh, I hate him more than LeBron. I'm not sure. Wow. Um, so yeah, no, I just, I, the 76ers to me, they just seems like such a flawed team. And if the Nets get hot from outside, they're fucked. I just, I look at it from the sense of three point, if a, if a team gets hot shooting, it's over. And Brooklyn has the consistency to shoot threes. They, they have a, they have Joe Ingles, right? He's like the best three point shooter in, uh, or Joe Harris. Um. Uh, yeah, I think Something it's Joe. Joe. He won the three-point contest. It's Joe Harris, I think. Yeah, Joe Harris, one of the best people, and of, of course, D'Angelo Russell. They have a bunch of young talent. They can shoot the ball well. Uh, Philadelphia can't minus JJ Redick. I have a very, very um big upset here with Brooklyn taking out Philadelphia in seven games. Oh, this might is this the first time we disagree? Yeah. On a winner, I have I have Philly winning four two. All I right. think 
Jarrett Allen's solid uh, at center. Unless he's injured, I don't think he is, though. Embiid's better. Ben Simmons, even though he can't shoot to save his life. They better hope Kendall Jenner's there for all seven games. That's all I'm saying. I think Ben Simmons is good enough to beat the Nets. I, The Nets, have, they're the feel-good story of the year. They're finally making the playoffs after that god-awful trade with the Celtics that I think I thank God for every day. Um, but then with Tobias Harris, J.J., I think, I think the 76ers. You mean that? Uh, uh, what, what is it? Um, Tobias. Oh, wait, oh, you're talking about the the uh, Sixers. Yeah. You know. And then Boban, my boy, love that guy. <laughs> Just looks so awkward <laughs> the other court. Yeah. All right. Toronto, Orlando. I have Orlando getting swept. Poor Orlando. They finally make the playoffs for the first time since Dwight Howard was there, and they're just going to get absolutely ripped apart by the Raptors, and it's going to be terrible. But is it weird in my head? I could almost see just because of the Raptors, they get they they lose in seven games to the Magic. I wouldn't be surprised, but I have I have Toronto winning, but four one. Oh, you, I, you know I can I can I can concede that to four one. I, I think not, it's going to be two nothing in the series going back to Orlando or going to Orlando. And I think the Magic are going to be furious about hearing how bad they are all these years. I think Aaron Gordon is going to play the game of his life, win the game for him, and then they're going to lose the next two by like 30 points. Fair enough. All right, we're going to start speeding these up a little bit, but we'll start at the East Top region. We've got Boston taking on Milwaukee. I have Milwaukee taking this 4-2. I just – the Celtics are going to just get absolutely overpowered by Boston. Al Horford is a nightmare to Joel Embiid, but – He's not a nightmare to Giannis. Giannis is going to haunt the Celtics' nightmares. I just don't see them overcoming the uh, the awesomeness that is Milwaukee. Bucks roll on to the East Finals. And then in the South region, and then, it's not, wow, I'm so confident in, in this tournament still. Um, I have Toronto taking out Brooklyn in six games. I think Brooklyn is going to be so overwhelmed by the fact they took out Philadelphia. And Toronto is just a better team and a deeper team. Gasol's been there before. You've got... Um, Oh crap! We got Danny Green, who I freaking love as a shooter. He's been on like so many Spurs teams, and you have, of course I have Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. It's just a, such a deep team. That starting lineup is nasty. They're my they're my like dark horse to win the whole thing. So I have Toronto winning here. And you, who do you got for the East? For the finals? I got Celtics four three against Milwaukee. I think really Evans gonna pull some little oh, magic. Oh my god, fan put, bias! Here we go. He's gonna put Al Horford on. Giannis, I think Al Horford's athletic enough to do it. I think he's long enough. I think he's a good enough defender. I think I'm not saying he's going to stop Giannis, but I think he can slow him down enough that the rest of the team can pick up the slack and score enough to beat the rest of the Bucks. And then Philly, Toronto. I have Philly winning 4-2. Same oh, reasons why shit. I think they're going to beat the Nets. Gasol's getting up there in age. I don't know if he can stop and beat Ben Simmons as so size and length. Yeah, he's the best center in the league. I think Ben Simmons has the size and length to stop Kyle Lowry because I think that's who they're going to put him on. I think also that Jimmy Butler's a good enough defender and a good enough scorer that whoever they're rolling out a small forward, I don't even know, and I'm confident. Oh, it's Kawhi. I'm an idiot. I think Jimmy Butler can go toe-to-toe with Kawhi. And they're both good defenders. I think Jimmy Butler's not as good on offense, but I think he can keep up with Kawhi. So we completely disagree in the East semifinal completely. Yep. All right. All right, so the West, we have Oklahoma City, for me, taking on Denver. I think we both had that. 
I have Oklahoma City taking it in seven, I think. <coughs> Sorry, I just burped. Um, love Mississippi Mud there. Um, Oklahoma City's a better team, like, star power-wise. I think that it, they've been there before. This is a very young Denver team. They're still new. And I think, yes, they're going to beat Pop because the Spurs are just – they just don't have as much firepower this year. But they're going to take on a team that's been to the playoffs, I think, for the past, like, what, seven or eight years. It's not even going to be fair. I just – I mean, not not that, but, it, like, it's going to it's gonna be a hard-fought series by uh, Denver. I just don't – I just don't see Denver's young team taking this one. Yeah. You going to do the Golden State-Houston game since we did both? <sighs> I guess so. All right. East. Golden State-Houston, I have the Rockets winning a seven. Yes, folks, you heard me correctly. I do not think the war. I am predicting the Warriors to lose in the second round for the one reason that the the Rockets are out for blood. I don't see the Rockets can end up losing the final, the West finals, the regular finals, because they might be out of gas from taking everything they can to dethrone the defending two time defending champs. Golden State has a lot of lingering issue shadows hanging over the locker room. And Houston is a team. And honestly, Houston this year is built to take on Golden State. And the only reason they lost last year was because they literally could not hit the broadside of a barn with a shotgun. It was god-awful. But I don't see that happening two years in a row. I think Houston takes this one four games to three games. Kevin. I have time. You, I have OKC in seven. I think that Denver's a good team, but I agree with you. They're too young. I can see OKC being down to start the series 2-1, 2-nothing. I don't think you see then you see like the lack of experience they're kicking in it, later. And then also Brody and Paul George is going to be pissed and just take over. Well, and- also think about it, Paul George's perspective. He doesn't have to f- go through LeBron this year. No, like, I Oh my god. I have a guy who can like if I'm Paul George, here's what's going on in my head. Oh my God! I'm with one of the t- arguably most top five best, top ten best players in the planet is my point guard. I have a solid defender who's a terrifying human being. It might be Carl Drogo's twin and Stephen Adams. And on top of that, I don't have to play LeBron. Holy shit! Let's do this. And like LeBron and Brody might go off for sixty points, like total between the two of them. And, like, they might absolutely, like, just run through the, the Denver Nuggets through the series. I don't know. This could be an interesting series, but I just think that Oklahoma City just – I think Paul George is going to be very – oh, and the, for this, they don't have mellow this season either. So there you go. I agree with you, but I would like to say to the listeners, I think Jared needs to hold off of the Mississippi mud. He just said <laughs> LeBron and Bo- Brody. He meant Paul George and Brody. Yeah. So on to the Golden State Rockets. I am not slurring my words, and I am not mispronouncing. I misspoke. Oh, you're just dumb. All right, cool. Um, I'm from the guy who lives in Alabama. I got a full ride. Let's go. So what I do you need write, to have a functioning a functioning? I should write my name and read a basic sentence. Like, oh yeah, here's some money. <laughs> All right, here you go. All right, um, for the top one, what you got? Golden State's gonna win in seven. Oh, I, way to punt on that one. They have too many weapons. Like, what do you mean punt? I what? You want me to just pick this upset? No. <laughs> Golden State's has. Five all-stars starting. It, and then on their bench, they have Iggy. They have Sean Livingston. They have guys with experience. In playing uh, in big games, they're going to win. 
Well, if also by the way, if the Warriors don't win, if the Warriors don't win the finals this year, Mark owes me. I think he's paying. I don't know if we agreed he's paying for my ticket for the Eagles game. I'm coming down to see with him this year. I don't know what it is, but he better hope to God the Warriors win the whole damn thing or he's in trouble. We made some sort of bet like at the beginning of the show in November, and I just don't remember what it was. It was he's he's buying me something expensive. What game are you going to? I don't know. We might. I mean, I, I, the the New England game might be fun, but oh, getting tickets for oh, that might be oh oh oh. England, oh. It might be like just ridiculous trying to get tickets for that blank. Yeah, but I if if there's an option, I will gladly go down to Philly. Oh my God! A complete corner booth takeover. We have the third wheel too. As I've said, third wheel, just like my personal life. <laughs> All righty. So my Western Conference final matchup is the Rockets taking on the Thunder. I have the Rockets going seven. I think the Thunder are going to fight like devils to take this one. I mean, I mean, the Thunder are going to fight like devils to take this one, but the Rockets are just going to have too much firepower. And I think the Rockets are the best team in the West, and literally their they're stretch without CP3 literally is the only reason they're a four seed. Um, honestly, it actually helps out the NBA if they're a four seed. And then in the East, I have the Milwaukee Bucks in seven over the Toronto Raptors. I think both teams are very well balanced. I think both teams are very deep. I just think the Bucks have the better superstar and a guy who can literally take over a game and drop 50 in Giannis. And in a seven-game series, it, it takes one 50-point game to break a team's, a, a team's morale. So there you go. I have Bucks taking on the Rockets in the finals. I have I have Golden State beating Oklahoma City four two. I think same reason why I had them beating the Rockets. I think they have too much firepower. I think they're too good offensively. I think that Draymond and Demarcus Cousins will be able to shut down Stephen Adams and allow um, Steph Clay and KD to focus on Paul George and Russell Westbrook, which is a not a small task by any any means necessary, but it's still hard to do. And I, but I think they can do it. Uh-huh. And then in the East, since Mark's not here, got to slander Philadelphia, Boston. Sweet. Oh my gosh, oh. Kevin! I might actually have to kick you out for the amount of fan bias you're slinging Boston's way. Marcus Smart's back. Kyrie is trying to prove that he can win without LeBron. He's trying to get the media out of his way and prove that he can win. Al Horford is Joel Embiid has nightmares about Al Horford. I know he does. It's fucking hilarious. That's why I don't, I don't, that's why I don't think that the Sixers are making it out of the first round. But <sighs> whatever, keep talking. That's it, really. I think the Celtics also have too much firepower with Hayward, right. Tatum. For the title, I have the Milwaukee Bucks in seven over the over the Houston Rockets. I think two long series of beating of beating Golden State in seven and then Oklahoma City in six or seven is going to literally just like wear out the Rockets, whereas the Bucks, who essentially cruise by Boston and then cruise by Detroit and then have to fight a hard run against Toronto as like a tune up for Houston. I just think the Bucks take this one. But I could also see I think it's gonna be four three. I could also see Houston winning the whole thing too. So like it's honestly the closest like finals I've ever seen in my life that I've ever picked. I have Houston literally losing by like less than six points in every game. I think Houston's a, a, such a good team, but I just think 
Milwaukee's amount of rest they're going to get from whooping Boston and whooping Detroit, they should, they should be fine. Uh, you're going to hate my pick. Oh, God. He picked the Boston Celtics to beat the Golden State. I Warriors. have reasons. This is the first time in the playoffs that Golden State – it's in seven. This is the first time in the playoffs that Golden State's Matt found a team who has as much – not as much, but who can meet them offensively to a degree – it's also Brad Stevens and not Tyron Lou. So Brad Stevens is a great coach. Also, no LeBron. When no. when the Warriors were at their height, when they went seventy three and nine, or when they were undefeated at home one year. Who was their first loss? The Celtics. Hey, no. Who was their second loss? Minnesota. <laughs> and then, also one game, I for, it actually might have been the year they went undefeated or undefeated at home. The Celtics took them to double overtime. And then they were so tired the next night that they lost. I think the Celtics can do that. Marcus Smart's back at that point. They expect to miss the first two rounds. I think the Celtics in seven, but I think they're going to get blown out one game and then wake up. And so we both have teams from the East winning this year. Yeah. Wild. Interesting. I, I guarantee Mark's going to listen to this tonight, and he's probably going to shit a brick. One, because I said the Sixers are getting eliminated in the first round. And then two, I said we both have teams in the East winning. So uh, that, I, right, that, just, that was our— I'm going to get a message from him later. Like, really? The Celtics are going to sweep the Sixers? Yes, Mark, they are. Uh, I don't have the Sixers making it out of the first round. He's going to hate me more than you. Um, but that about wraps up for our NBA playoff preview as we've just jabbed on for the last 24 minutes about that. Holy God. All right, we're going to do a couple quick hits, and it is now time for What's on Tap. For me, it's Mississippi Mud, Black and Tan. By the way, highly recommend it. Um, it is about $4 at your local liquor store, depending on where you live. Uh, first up, former Steelers running back Rashard Mendenhall called Big Ben pot like, – I, I have to look up the exact thing. Call him essentially racist. Now, oh, he he not essentially. He did say B's racist. Uh, I want to get clarification on that because, like, you know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Nope, he said B's racist and Antonio Brown's black. Well, I there have, we go. Essentially, open in front of me. Veteran newsman Kevin Langley. I'm. I honestly. I can read. <laughs> I looked at the tweet while I was running on the treadmill. Shut up. Um. This morning. So, like, it was hard. I, I was trying to dig for it. I just – it's so funny to me. And we're not going to really dig much into this one. This is a quick hit. I think Mendenhall is kind of just running out for – unless I hear another guy say this, Mendenhall kind of left the Steelers on a bad note. So, he might just be bitter and want some spotlight. I'm not sure. But that's that's my take on it for now. Like, get another guy saying that, then we have a – then there's some smoke. And where there's a smoke, there's flames. Yeah, I don't want to believe it. I, I, Again, no one else has said this. But at the same time, uh, with the Clippers, Donald Sterling, when all that came out, how racist he actually was, it was a big news story because no one was really, no one really knew it was that bad. I'm not saying that Big Ben is. Show me video. Show me a second like, account. If and he I'll proves it, I, then fine. But, at the, but then also Mendenhall went back on it and said, B's not racist. Just like Antonio Brown's not a dirtbag. So I, I have no idea what Rashard Mendenhall's doing. I have no idea either. That's like, why I kind of like brush this off a little bit. Next up, you have it because you actually led with this story. You actually wrote a, a pretty good piece about this, talking about Aaron Rodgers' response to the Bleacher Report. 
article. Take it away. I completely agree with Aaron Rodgers in this. He said it was a smear campaign by a writer trying to progress his career. And he had re- he said that Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley, the two guys who are the most outspoken about him, are the ones who are only ones who are quoted. Everyone else is an anonymous former teammate. I think that, and it was kind of blaming some of the issues in Green Bay on Aaron Rodgers. They did blame someone on Mike McCarthy, but they gave a lot of reasons why, like saying it's Aaron Rodgers' problem. It's not. He is the reason that Green Bay has been as successful as they have been. And I just think, and also I have to defend a quarterback who's getting smeared by the media because I'm a Tom Brady fan. Oh, God. That's all I'm going to say about it. That's all I'm going to mention. I'm not going to mention Tom Brady the rest of this podcast. Oh, but Aaron Rodgers, Jesus. great guy, great teammate, great quarterback, first ballot Hall of Famer. That's my quarterback. My quarterback. I don't, I don't know. That was my T.O. impression right there. But you know what? Honestly, I look at the whole situation. As a guy who went to journalism school, it takes a lot, especially at a major outlet like Bleacher Report, who probably right now is one of the top three sources. I trust Bleacher Report over ESPN right now. I honestly do. But why? Because ESPN lies. Exactly. They want the top news site, and then a bunch of stuff came out, and they were lying about it oh, all. And there's also Bleacher Report might be going down the same they also, road. Didn't, they also didn't hire me back in February, so they didn't kiss my ass. Um, so I I look at it from the fact that. When you have veteran new veteran sports shows bringing the writer of this show this article on and talking about it, and and I'm gonna go back to the same thing when there's trust your eyes when there's smoke when there's smoke there's flames this was a smoke article there's something burning and the problem is Mike McCarthy yes Mike McCarthy's not the problem I think the problem is both of them are problem. Rodgers is a fucking diva. It's the way he's been his entire career. And it, the problem is, it would not – when this article came out, they were talking about the whole thing about him holding a grudge against um, McCarthy since 05. The worst part about that is I actually believe that. I believe Rodgers held a grudge since 05 about McCarthy. Oh, I believe that too. And the thing is, I'm not defending Aaron – I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers fan to begin with. Mark has known this since the get-go, and I think you've known this too. I am not. I think Rogers is extremely talented, but I also think he's gotten such a pass for the stupidity of Ted Thompson over his career. But in the matter, of the, the the thing is, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. They oh, he are is. divas, but he's still a fucking diva. They the thing most is, of them are what a lot of quarterbacks are. I know they're the most the important is, player so on the smear campaign and going after this writer. Yes, Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley were saying shit, but you ever think these anonymous teammates, I don't think a guy would risk his career literally as an up-and-coming writer on the fact that if these are just made-up statements, like, holy shit, like, that, if that comes out that they're, it's either, it's either, like, it's just Greg Jennings again, or it's a one guy for the whole entire anonymous statement shit, that would destroy the guy's credibility. I honestly, as an up-and-coming writer myself, I went to college for this shit. There's so much there, it's hard to it, – You, I cannot ignore and say it's a smear campaign like Rodgers is painting to be. I think this is Rodgers covering base, trying to get ready for the season. The fact that their new GM called Rodgers to don't be the problem 
and reiterated it, there is th- that that that's all the connection I need. One, if if you offer me Aaron Rodgers to play for Philadelphia tomorrow, I'd say no. I'm, I'll tell you that right now. Well, you you have Carson Wentz. That's easy for you to say. I know. God God bless our ginger our ginger Lord and Savior. Yeah. God finally bless the Eagles. Um, but no, if if the Dolphins or hell, yes, okay, okay, I will get that. Yeah, I will give you. We don't have to go on a list of the shit Rogers. teams, but you get what I'm saying though. That Rogers calling this a smear campaign is just a PR move because in the back of his mind he knows this kid got him, locked him in his crosshairs, and actually got some good rounds off, and he knows he just took some hits. He's trying to cover his bases. What else is he supposed to say? Yes, the article was true. No. All right. We're going to do – all right. That's that's about all we got for this. I, I don't want to keep digging into this. That's all I, you I got just, for this. What, we've, we've beat this issue to death over the last two episodes. I just honestly think the way this is all set up and the way that Roger – and oh, by the way, Kevin, great job on the article. I have to read more of it going forward. But, guys, check out his article about this whole situation. It's on BellyUpSports.com right now. Coming up right now. We have three more quick hits before we go. Actually, no, we have, yeah, four more quick hits. First off, Kemba Walker is said uh, before the season he wants to be here, here being Charlotte. He was interviewed yesterday after the Hornets were eliminated. Plus, he goes, nothing's changed. Hopefully, Walker stays in Charlotte. I like that whole combination. Next up, Luke Walton, if he's expected to be fired, which he he expects, He's a favorite for the Kings job. Next up, I'm going to let uh, Leonard Fournette arrested for driving without a suspended license and failing to pay a ticket. Oh, Jacksonville being Jacksonville. I love it. And last up, Kevin has one more thing about Nick Saban they wants to talk about quick. Kevin, you're up. Talking about Saban? You just kind of blew through those last two. Well, I, I kind of like – there were quick hits, and honestly, we're they really – That's just news. We are we we took a while with the playoffs. That's yeah, so that's why I was kind of speedballing. I just – honestly, I didn't want to like – we're already at 32 minutes. We still got to talk about the Colin top 10, and we got to do a little college football shit. So. All right. So, Saban basically said that they have guys going in with no draft grades, seventh-round grades, free agent grades, fifth-round grades, and they're going to the draft anyway. And Ronnie Harrison, who was a third-round pick, he called him out without calling him out. He said – if we are a third-round pick and we had one last year, I'm not going to name names, goes and starts the team, so he's making third-round money, but he's starting. He'd be making more, and he'd be taken at his position first this year's draft. Ronnie Harris took offense to that. I agree with Saban. <coughs> Excuse me. I think it's not on Saban to make this call. I agree with him. From a coach's standpoint, nothing drives – and as a fan standpoint, nothing drives me crazier – then when you have a, like a all-world talent playing in a position, for us it was uh, Brad Kaya uh, my senior year go, for going his senior season to uh, go to the draft. But the next year, if we had Brad Kaya instead of Malik Rozier, Miami might have actually beaten Clemson and actually gone to the and, – and might have not had that epic collapse in the year. To me, I get his position because I completely agree with him sometimes. Like there – unless – Unless your team is losing like literally everybody, and you know it's going to be ugly next year, it's not like in college basketball. It just college football players are treated like gods on some of those campuses, man. Honestly, oh, I know. 
it, it especially in big schools, if you if you can it, unless you had an all pro year and you were projected first round pick or second round pick, then I see going. But if you're projected thirty or highest and it's not your senior season, why not go back? You essentially get like to take cheap, easy classes. You get to essentially live on campus for free, get free meals. I don't know what the situation is with most teams. I'm not saying it's the NCAA's indict anybody. All I'm saying is it, life is not probably the worst, and you get another year of the glory possibly if you're playing Alabama or Clemson or wherever, and you don't, and you couldn't possibly – like Rodney Harris could have been a first-round pick this year. We don't know because one of the first-round safeties is from fucking Delaware. I just yeah. did my mock draft yesterday. I'm like, holy shit, there's a dude from Delaware on this draft board. So Shannon Sharp went in on Saban about this and said, like, well, what if they go back and get injured and they tank their draft stock? I agree with that, but he then used Marcus Lattimore as an example. Okay, Marcus Lattimore, that poor kid, had so many injuries. He literally, I don't know what, he must have had a higher calling somewhere. Because God was repeatedly telling him to stay off the football field. You know what else is funny? Shannon Sharp said, well, look at Marcus Lattimore. He went back. Shannon Sharp doesn't know what he's talking about. Marcus Lattimore had to go back for another year. He he could not declare for the draft because he started as a freshman. And then in 2012, he got hurt. That was his third season. What do you mean? Like, oh, look at Marcus Lattimore. He went back. No, he, yeah, he did because he had to. (laughs) It was by he to be eligible for the draft he had to. Yeah. So Shannon Sharp, shut up. I love Nick Saban. And the I only agree. thing about Shannon Sharp I love is when he defends my Eagles to Skip Bayless. <laughs> That's the only reason I love Shannon Sharp. Ski. And uh, I, you know what? Honestly, he's more enjoyable when he argues with Skip than it is with uh with uh Stephen A. Smith. I think both of them lost in that divorce. I think Stephen A. Smith got a complete moron in Max Kellerman. And an even bigger moron, Will Kane. And I feel bad for Max Kellerman. I hate Max Kellerman. So. I, I don't think that's who Max Kellerman is. I don't think he likes arguing those takes. But I think he has to because he's on first take. I actually do agree with that take. I hate his takes, and I think he's an idiot with those. But I think it's he, he doesn't have his heart in them. He's just saying something ridiculous because it's first take. Because ESPN's like, we need ratings. Bring us ratings. Yeah, sensational media gets clicks. Barstool is ripping us apart. <sighs> Alright. Yeah, I just, you know what, I agree. And that's that's about it. But Alright, folks, so we have a two-parter for last call. So we're not going to keep the smooth jazz yet. Colin Coward, of course, you know, me and Mark's favorite uh, Cable sports talk show, I guess. I don't know if it's my favorite. It's definitely mine, though. Release his top ten. I know it's not your favorite. You hate Coward. Um, his top ten for the top ten favorite NFL fan. Oh, we have to talk college football. Crap. Holy crap. Rewind. Yeah. All right. So spring practice started today. Uh, Kevin. Started a while practice. ago, but they started a while ago. Once well, open. You the said public. what? They got the open practice of the public for Saturday down in Bama for you. Yeah. All right. So that's dope. If I was in South Beach, I would probably go to the Miami one. So, but. God is, but God didn't put me in the right spot. So I'm yeah, so go to UConn's. They have a good program, right? What? Go to UConn's. They got a good program, right? God, I actually might start at UConn. Um, they might get dropped on the division two at this point. Um, college ball going forward. Recruiting classes are set. Everything's kind of locked in. Transfer portal is pretty much done. All the waivers have been cleared. 
Now teams are in all the Tate Martellus, Justin Fields are all on their respective rosters. Now it's time to talk about who we think are some teams that can contend. We'll start out West in the Pac-12. I think it is Oregon's conference to lose. Possibly UW is the only other contender I see at that conference right now. I think the South is just garbage. Pac-12 South is just trash right now. USC is like dumpster fire, and Utah is not much better. I, I don't know. Kevin, what do you think out West? Well, I think USC cares more about letting actors' children in the school than oh, they do football. Oh, well, there we go. Um, I, the RIP. Yeah, Lori Laughlin going to jail. It's going to be fun. It's actually going to be a spinoff for Orange is the New Black. But um, I agree with you. I think it's Oregon's. It's Oregon's conference to lose. They had Justin the number- Hebert, like he's the best quarterback in the nation right now, possible or besides Lawrence, and at least with the one with the highest draft stock right now. I still think he beat Smokes to his draft stock, even if Tua is a great year. I just think Hebert's a better overall NFL talent, but I just think he is a worse team around him. So that's why I disagree Tua- with the Tua slander, but. Oh, um, also, get off your high horse. Oregon had the number seven recruiting class. Then Washington had 16th, but Washington had no five stars. Oregon had three or one. We also could one. really go into that about um, – we also could really go into that whole thing about having uh, recruit re- stars and, um, you know, everything. But I just – you know, the, the whole recruit thing doesn't mean crap to you until they actually get on the field. Because a kid could dominate in high school and then could literally just not be adjusting to the college life and just be complete trash. I agree with you, but also recruiting class, same thing with draft stock. The same thing can happen. I, I still think it's a good benchmark of what they could be. It's a good benchmark within reason. If they don't develop at all, it's complete crap. But also, like, look at the schools that have some of the top recruiting classes. They are the schools that are good. Yeah, that's very true. So it has a, very, it has a strong say in who's going to be good next. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's Oregon's conference to lose. Oh, yeah. All right, so we go to the Big 12. I mean, you know, you got your – I think it's Texas this year. I, I think Oklahoma's got a little bit of a drop down. Colin Murray's gone. Um, I, As much as everyone hates what they're doing down there in Texas, I kind of got to stick with them. They came in hot at the end of the year. I, I just I love their whole setup. They and their bowl win was impressive as hell. So I gotta give the Texas they're the favorite out in the Big Twelve. To me it's Oklahoma still. Lincoln Riley knows what he's doing. He's been there before he's coached you quarterback. You can't count Mike Gundy either. He, yeah. <laughs> Lincoln Riley he's he's coached two consecutive quarterbacks to Heisman's. He has an experienced quarterback likely. who's he has an experienced quarterback who's won a national championship now with Jalen Hurts. I think, and this is a big if, if Jalen Hurts can take a step, a couple steps forward as a passer, I think Oklahoma is going to run away with the Big 12. That's a big if. I love, I think it's Sam Ellinger's, the guy's, the guy's oh, name, I think. When I say if if Jalen Hurts can improve as a passer, Oklahoma's going to run away. I think if Jalen Hurts doesn't improve as a passer and stays about the same, Oklahoma's still going to win the Big 12. It's just not going to oh, be as convincing. If no, if Jalen Hurts is like a, a turns into like a literally like not elite but a good passer, Oklahoma wins. 
But I it's already technically happening. I have Texas winning. I just love that team. I love St. Ellinger. I love Tom Herman down there. I love what they're doing. Texas is not back. Boomer sooner. Oh, God. All right. Big Ten in the, the garbage conference. Um, Ohio State's to lose. Justin Fields. We'll see what he got. I think Jimbo over in uh, the big blue house, just it's not working. He keeps losing. Um, Mark D'Antonio's time pretty much passed. Do I, uh, Penn State, I, James Franklin even said they're not elite yet. Uh, what do you want me to keep telling you? I just, it's Ohio State's to lose. You, do you want to disagree? Yep. Who you got? I do. Penn State. Oh, God. My manager went to Penn State. One of my good buddies from high school. Great Irish name, Kieran O'Farrell. He goes to Penn State. I think that James Franklin's been there for a while. He has a, he has the recruits in the this team. This is the first year of Urban Meyer, though, so I will give you that. That's what that's my thing. I think I think um, Harbaugh. I, Michigan's never going to do anything with him. I don't think. I Ohio State without Urban Meyer, first year without him, it's it's going to be a struggle with the transition. I don't think it's going to be that bad of a struggle. I don't think Ohio State's going to drop off, but I think. Penn State knows how to play the teams. They've done decent the last couple of years. I think this is the year with James Franklin again taking the next step. I will give you that. I just, I, it, it, it honestly could be because Justin Fields could not live up to the hype. Literally, I could still see that happening. So, Big Twelve, it's just a two-team, a two, two-pony race out there. And speaking of two-pony race, let's saddle up to the ACC, where it's literally going to be Miami and essentially Clemson the entire year. I just don't think Virginia, like they, they kind of capitalized on Miami literally collapsing from the inside pit one by default because the rest of the, con- the rest of that half of the conference beat the living hell out of each other. And they had the same record as Miami and lost to Miami, but because of conference records, which sometimes would be the dumbest thing on the fucking planet. I hate the conference record thing. It is so stupid. Championship. If we're going by just straight records, Miami wins that conference even though they lost, even though they had a 500 record that conference, and Miami beat Pitt by 30, and still Pitt goes to the AC title game and gets whooped. It's so, so stupid. I understand why they have it that way, but I disagree with it. I it's, think it's so ridiculous. dumb. It is, it's just having two teams of the best record, have the teams of the best record in each conference go, each side of the conference go. But it's gonna be Miami, Clemson, and I can honestly see Miami beating. I can see Clemson beating it. I Clemson is the school of thought. You know, Trevor Lawrence, Javel Sweeney. Good, solid defense, but they did lose half the front seven, which gives me hope as a Miami Hurricanes fan. Hurricanes, new head coach, May Diaz. I swear to God, he's Jimmy Johnson 2.0, and it terrifies me a little bit because I really hope we don't have all those violations coming our way. Um, but the, the freaking transfer portal, K.J. Osborne, the guy from UCLA, the guy from U, uh, Bubba Bolden from USC, Tate Martell, Tathan. Um, I am just name. hyped for this season. I love that we got Jeff Thomas back after Mark Rick stupidly kicked him out of the program. He's an elite receiver with, like, Deshaun Jackson, like, breakaway speed. Um, and we've got probably our elite recruiting class from last year is all sophomores now, including Al Blades. His son is not our starting cornerback, which should terrify opposing receivers because he's just as loony as his dad. And... Uh, our linebacker, our senior class is all of Mark Rick's boys now. There's no more Al Golden players in that roster. So, um, 
I am. Ex- I think it, I could see the Hurricanes taking this one. I could also see. I could see Clemson. It's going to be a two-dog race out in the ACC. All right. Now, while Jared goes, just takes a cold shower after talking about Miami so much, I'm going to say my pick. I think I agree with Jared. I think it's going to be a two-dog race. I think it's going to come down to Miami and Clemson. But unlike Jared, I think Clemson will blow the doors off of Miami. I think programs like this, every year you hear, oh, they lost their front four. Oh, they lost this player. Oh, they lost that player. I'm not saying they're not going to have almost the same streak. I'm just saying. I'm not saying you, but like a lot of people try to make that argument. It, it's ridiculous when Alabama lost a bunch of their secondary. People were like, oh, they're going to be awful. Listen, I'm not saying there are Alabama's Clemson. They always reload. I'm saying Miami lost most of its games last year due to coaching. It was not due to talent. Manny Diaz closes that gap to where Mark Richt was when they got to the Regardless of how good Manny Diaz is, I don't think he's good enough to outcoach Dabo. I don't he doesn't think have to. It just to takes one plan for Trevor Lawrence. Play. I'm telling you right now. It, it just doesn't, one. but with what I think, it doesn't take one play to win when you're getting blown out by Clemson. Like, oh, one good play. All right. Lost Kevin, you're going to shake seven. on this right now. We're going to make a bet. If it has anything to do with why you would take it to the national championship, I'm not. No, no. <clears throat> Maybe uh I don't know what do you think maybe a bottle of good bourbon like Woodford Reserve or some shit like a thirty dollars bottle. What? How about this? If if Miami wins the ACC, yes, I'll buy you a ticket and we'll go to a Pats game together. Why would you to- want to torture me like that? Uh, because just buy me a damn bottle of bourbon, you jackass, and make it a bourbon, right. bourbon and two cigars. That's all Kentucky I need. Kentucky gentleman, it is. God damn it. No, just bourbon, two cigars if, if Miami wins. If they don't, I owe you a bottle of booze of your choice and two cigars. How about that? All right, I'm down. Within reason. It's got to be close to, like, the Woodford Reserve, but you got me? Yeah, I'm not going to say, like, oh, give me um, Ace of Spades. Johnny Walker. <laughs> or, yeah, Johnny Walker Blue. <laughs> yeah, no, no, like, I'm a, I'm a Jim Beam guy. So, I know you are. I'm just not going to drink about that shit. I'll just I'll have my little like nip of Woodford next to me. All right. Um. Last up. SEC. There we go. Alabama. Can we move on now? Yeah. Unless <laughs> you want to hear me talk about Alabama now. No, great. I'm good. Next. I think Nick Saban's going to go on a revenge tour. I think he is pissed with how his team performed in the SEC championship. They have Tua. They have. Paul Bryant's grand great nephew or something at quarterback two. They have to his brother. I think that Alabama is going to run away with the SEC, and I think they're going to go the all The SEC back. has turned in the most garbage conference in football because of Alabama. They literally – teams can't recruit anybody. So, like, it, besides LSU, always has, like, a couple good players every year. They're just, like, an NFL talent breeding ground, but they can't win shit in college. <laughs> the SEC is a fucking joke besides – Hire a better coach. Or just, you know, like, wait until Saban retires and watch the Fortnite-style free-for-all that ensues. Um, nope. Dabo. Once Saban retires, Dabo's going to Alabama. Oh, God. I would, I would hate that even more. All right. I would love life. So, finally, Colin Cowherd revealed his top ten uh, NFL fan bases. Um, we refer to Cowherd a lot in the show, but it's leading up to last call. We'll kick the smooth jazz at that point. At number 10, Buffalo Bills, nobody circles the wagons. 
Number nine, the Chicago Bears. Number eight, the Seattle Seahawks. Seven, Saints. Six, Chiefs. Five, Dallas Cowboys. Four, Broncos. Three, Fly Eagles Fly. Two, Green Bay. One, Pittsburgh. Now, I have some serious issues with that list. And without griping about every single number, let's go to my list. Kevin, are you ready? No, but you're going to do it anyway, so go for it. That's the attitude. All right. Number Just like two. my ex-girlfriend. Oh, God. Number 10, the Chicago Bears. Fan, their fans are good. Their fans are, you know, they're passionate. Moss of the Midway, Mike Ditka. You know, they never really have, don't have a sellout at Soldier Field. They're a loyal fan base regardless of how crap they were after Sexy Rexy left. Number 9, Denver Broncos. Always a loyal fan base. But I think they're kind of cultish a little bit with their love of John Elway. And the fact that you can't run a damn team. Number eight, Dallas Cowgirls. Listen, as much as I hate that team with a burning passion, those fans are insane. They love their Cowboys. They worship the ground they walk on even after, like, they play. Cowboys fans are something else. Number seven. Oh, God, the crybabies themselves, the New Orleans Saints fans. God, I, I, I wanted to drink a cup of their tears after they lost to the Rams. But those fans love that. I've been to that city before. It's a religion on Sundays. It's bigger than, down there than voodoo at that point of the, of the year. Something about the Saints, they, that, that's their city, man. Like, it, like you want to go back to the Superdome when it reopened after Katrina. They have a special hole in that city. Number six... The first, the only team that I thought Cowherd left out, it pissed me off, the Cleveland fucking Browns. Listen, as much as they, I'm, I'm, honorable mention, by the way, is the Oakland Raiders. Um, but the Browns, the Dog Pound, that fan base is so loving and loyal to their team that sucked for so long. I give them so much respect. I just hope to God they don't get all horrible now that if they start winning consistently. But yeah, Browns at six. Number five, a true blue blood fan base. Yes, they're annoying. They whine, and their team is just full of distractions. It's Pittsburgh Steelers, six titles, and they won't let you forget about it. Um, unlike New England, where they literally won all their six titles in the last two decades, they've been spread out. It's a blue blood kind of beat you in the punch you in the face kind of football. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, 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 hold, 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 hold. Before you interrupt me, I said back with Chuck Knoll and Bill Cower, those teams, not the Big Ben era teams. Well, no, but like, oh, they won their team championship spread out. They have six. They won four in the 70s. That's what I'm, I'm talking spread out from the 70s to now. The Patriots titles were from 2001 to 2018. Fine, continue. Oh, Jesus Christ, I'm never having you back. You interrupted me during my rant. Um, number five, number four, Kansas City Chiefs. Listen, there's a reason that is the loudest outdoor stadium on the planet, or at least for football anyway. Holy God, they love their team out there, and they are a rabid fan base. They adore that team. There's, It's just the stadium itself and the environment that place gives – it literally, in the fact that the fans are literally on top of players, essentially, at that stadium, 
That itself earns them the four seed. The four seed. Number three, these guys own their own damn team. It's the Green Bay Packers. The entire city owns the team. It's what's kept them in Green Bay. Packers fans are just a special breed. They are like kind of quiet, reserved, Midwestern kind of stuff. They put up with the fact that they had a drunk idiot and a GM for the last 10 years and a diva quarterback. Number two, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Bills Mafia, come on, table smashing. The team's been garbage for a long time. And they love their team anyway. And it's cold as God all hell up there. And they just show up every game. The, the love they have for their players is unbelievable. It, it's just crazy. And number one, this is their number one for a good reason and a bad reason. And this is not fan bias, but it is the Philadelphia Eagles. No city hates but loves their team like the Eagles in Philadelphia. It is an awful, loving, but also hated relationship. And as an Eagles fan for my entire life, I will tell you this right now. There are Sundays where I want, I'm screaming at the television at the top of my lungs, wanting to punch Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson, and the whole Eagles offensive line in the head. And there are other times where I literally want to kiss the ground they walk on. It is a relationship as an Eagles fan in the city of Philadelphia and Eagles fans all over the world where it's not just, it's not like it's a religion to us. It's a part of our life. So when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, it was like all the years of suffering were over and we finally made it to the top and we finally got the recognition we deserved as the title team. And the fact is we beat one of the greatest dynasties of all time in any sport. And we beat the greatest quarterback of all time. So <clears throat> Philadelphia, yes, we snow through snowballs and batteries at Santa Claus. He was probably a Cowboys fan. Two, we also love and support our team and playing in Philadelphia as an opposing fan or as an opposing team is the death sentence. Philadelphia Eagles, they are maybe the most hated fans in football, but they are also the best. Number one. That's it. Kevin, what you got? I'm not going to go through my whole top ten because I agree with you for the most part. Actually, any, any teams I missed that weren't in the top ten you think should have been put in there? <clears throat> Uh, I could easily I'll, put an Oakland there ahead of Chicago. The New England Patriots? No. Um, I, they they weren't very popular in New England until they won. From what I've heard, obviously, I I was five when they first won, and they've been winning ever since, so I don't know. But from what I have heard, they weren't. They were always the fourth team in New England, so they shouldn't be in the top ten. You were surprised that I said that earlier? Yeah, but I, I was just surprised that you actually admitted it. I'm a reasonable fan. I know you are. I'm just saying a lot of people won't. I think the Bills should be ahead of the Eagles. I think the Bills are one, honestly. Okay. I also... That's really it. I think the Bills are one, and then everyone gets... The Bills get moved up. I almost could put Oakland in at eight and then bump Denver out. I can see that. I'm curious how the Oakland faithful is going to turn out now that the team's moving. That is not a knock against their fan base. That's a knock against how dumb Mark Davis is. Yeah, like, if you have a girlfriend who says, hey, I'm going to leave you, but in a year, you're obviously not going to care. I think the Saints should be higher. I might be like, why the fuck not? Or, uh, fuck off, I'm going. Anyway, just don't waste my time. 
Yeah, like, th- I think that that's what Oakland should do. should be like, all right, cool, screw you guys. We're not going to your games. I think the Saints should be higher. Who dat nation? <sighs> I know, man, I put I it know, you, four. I know I you hate the Saints. I think they should be higher. They have a rabid fan base. One of my friends, Ryan, she wouldn't... Once the Saints lost, like, okay, she's like, stop texting me. I am pissed. I don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> and I think, I just think the Saints should be higher. I think their fan base in New Orleans, after kind of how that city bonded with uh, the team after her uh, Katrina, with Drew Brees, they love Drew Brees down there in the Big East. I, I think could probably replace higher. it with I, Pittsburgh at five. That's probably where I could, I could switch it. I would put, I would, I think the Saints have to be top five. I, I just think the disrespect to the Cleveland Browns fans was atrocious. Oh, but, uh, the disrespect to the Browns fans, they've been awful for the last 30 years, 20 years. 80s. Yeah, so about 30 years. Oh, God. 1990 was almost 30 years ago. Yeah, my boy who was born in, 19, in 1988 is 30 now. That should just tell you everything you need to know. Oh, my God, that's horrifying. Dude, I turned 30 in, four, in six years. Nah, I turned 30 in eight. Almost seven. My birthday's this year. So my 23rd birthday. Oh, that's gonna. That's not going to be fun. I don't want to. Hey, I forgot. You're actually older than my cousin. Um, yeah. About six months. Alrighty. So, that about wraps it up for us. The, the smooth jazz was implied. I didn't have to say kick it. But... Kevin, thank you for filling in. Of course, we went over an hour again with you, but you know what? What do you mean? Hey, I love the sound of my own voice. What can I say? I know, because nobody else will listen to it except for me, apparently. Um, All right, so that about wraps it up. I'm Jared. That's Kevin. Mark will be back Monday. Folks, enjoy the weekend. Watch the Masters. Mark would have wanted to talk about it, but honestly, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods golf. Um, So we'll back. I don't I don't know. Literally everything about golf to me is Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, golf is boring. Um alright. Adios. Peace. This episode of The Corner Booth has been brought to you by Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Follow your host on Twitter at Belly Up Jared and at Mark Riley.